Africa Connected, your link to Africa's markets. Brought to you by Standard Bank. Moving forward. Hashtag Africa Connected. Africa Connected with the Standard Bank gives you trusted insights into the endless potential of Africa's markets. We are sending Pan-African broadcaster Lee Kasumba to unpack doing business across the continent. Now, this month she's in Mozambique. You can follow her journey on africaconnected.co.za and social media, hashtag africaconnected, all one word, right? Right now, though, let's find out what Lee's been up to. And once again, from Barra N. Mozambique. Lika Sumba, good morning to you. Good morning, Kino. How are you this morning? Ooh, all the better for speaking to you. All the better. <laughs> now, Pera is one of the largest cities in Mozambique, but it doesn't have the numbers when it comes to the population. So I think the obvious question there is, you know, what is the impact on the workforce? So, you know, the impact on the workforce is really, um, you know, as you've mentioned, Bera is, you know, is not one of, it's a large city, but it doesn't have the numbers, you know. So um, the last census that was done, there's just over half a million people within Bera, which is a slight increase from 1997, but not so much. So pretty much what's really happening is that a lot of um, companies, when they come into Mozambique and invest, and even a lot of the government institutions, they're headed up in Maputo, for example. So a lot of young people, obviously, as we see a trend happening in general, move towards you know where there are more opportunities. So the government as a whole is trying to, firstly, to activate the Port of Beira, which is the center of the economy um, in Beira, um, you know, to, to create more opportunities for young people so that they can retain them here and, you know, and increase the work. And then secondly, they also are trying to tap into the fertilizer and general agricultural industry to see if more opportunities can be created uh, for the people of Beira and for young people so that they can, you know, pretty much work from home versus going to different parts of the country. Now, constant power supply and, you know, good road networks, very important when it comes to doing business. And once again, where does one find Beira when it comes to those particular needs and those fronts? So unfortunately, where the road networks are concerned, it's not in such a good situation, you know. Um, they are working quite a lot on real estate and, as we've mentioned, trying to make this more of a commercial hub. But they really are also trying to push towards ensuring that the road networks keep up to the, the developments that are being created around this particular city. So government is working on, and, on, you know, finding investment, international investment to make this happen. Where power supply is concerned, though, Mozambique as a whole actually is doing pretty well. They have the largest power generation potential in southern Africa, and this looks into hydro, gas, wind, and solar resources. Um, hydropower accounts for over 80% of installed capacity within this particular country, but then also in Beira, Generally, their power supply is really, really good. I think I experienced more blackouts in South Africa, coincidentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, surprises. <laughs> no surprises. No hey? surprises. The Prince of Darkness, the CEO of ESCOM. <laughs> um, now, the, <laughs> let's talk about the Grand Hotel. I mean, it's, it's and a very quick one here because we have to wrap. It's a famous luxury hotel in Mozambique. It was built in Barra but shut down after a few years. What's the story? And, you know, what would the challenge be if government wanted to rehabilitate it? 
So, you know, um, Grand Hotel was, is actually pretty still intact, minus the fact that it, uh, quite a few squatters have moved into this um, hotel. So the hotel was open for about eight years, and then it was shut down, and people say it was because they were not allowed to have a casino license, and there were obviously not a lot of um, visitors coming into this luxury hotel. Following that, it was then used as a military base for during the Civil War in Mozambique. And now the challenge, you know, as mentioned a little bit earlier, is the fact that you have a lot of squatters who live there, and in order for government to rehabilitate this particular hotel because the, the cornerstones of the hotel are pretty much intact. You can even drive around and it goes on for quite a long time, you know. And um, the biggest challenge is where they would move the people who are living within that hotel currently. So if you think of a lot of stories that we hear about these great hotels like Hotel Rwanda and all the rest, it's a similar story to that, um, you know, where the hotel was once really, you know, well put together and then now it's kind of the cornerstone is still there, but what do you do with the people who are living there at the moment and it's about government finding other places to move these people that that are affordable. Lee, always great listening to those insights. Lee Kasumba there. So for more of Lee's travels, you can go to africaconnected.co.za Stand back, calls Africa home and drives her growth. Combining their strong African presence with global capabilities, Standard Bank supports business that need a banking partner who knows Africa. Standard Bank has partnered with Cape Talk on Africa Connected to give you in-depth, first-hand insights into Africa's diverse markets and the innovations and solutions that come from Africa. Standard Bank, moving forward.